What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Dieting from the Inside Out, the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for tuning into the show once again. If you're new here, my name is Jared Hamilton, and I'm really excited that you're here. Now, I have a really, really dope episode ready for you. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. I know you're. it's going to change your life. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. But before we get into that, we do need to have a big thank you to the sponsors of the show. Sponsor number one is Flex Pro Meals. If you guys struggle with your uh, the nutrition side with this game of, of dieting and weight loss and transformation as, as a whole, as in it's not very convenient. You live in drive throughs all the time. You're spending way too much money at like gas station food or Wendy's drive throughs or Chipotle or things like that. Um, and you just struggle with the, 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 the preparatory stage of all this. You may really consider using something like Flex Pro. Um, the, here's the reasons I love Flex Pro because, um, and you can check out their link below, check out their menu, all that stuff. Cause here's the reason why I love them so much. Number one, um, their food is cheaper than going through and more affordable than going through a drive through or popping into a gas station. Like I, I, I popped through, uh, 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 the last time I like ate at a, a Chipotle to get like a burrito, I spent like $14, $15 on one meal, right? So Flex Pro is going to out the gate, stay, save you way more money and way more time than going through drive throughs you know, a couple times a week. Number two, if you are like me and don't prepare very well, right? Like it's like, it's, it's a godsend that my wife does, does does all the cooking, but it's one of those things where there's still times where like, oh, we didn't get groceries or um, we just don't want the food that we made or whatever the case is. Whereas with Flex Pro, it, it kind of fixes that void where I always like to have these, these meals on deck for when I'm like between meetings or traveling or whatever the case is, I can just go and grab a meal, throw it in the, throw it in the microwave and it tastes good. It was made by a chef. It's got the calories in check. It's got high protein and I actually enjoy eating it. That's the big thing. So many of you guys who are struggling are going around hating the foods that you're eating, which is not helpful or conducive to your goals at all. So huge thank you to FlexPro for their continued support and for being a sponsor of the show. If you want to use uh, my code to save you some money, um, you can use the code at checkout Hamilton Trained. Just go to hit the link below or go to flexpromeals.com and then code Hamilton Trained will save you an additional 20% at checkout, which is pretty dope. Now, sponsor number two is very near and dear to my heart, which is First Form. Um, been using First Form supplements for a very long time now, and I've been a humongous fan of that organization, that business, the impact they're making and what they're about. So, it was a no brainer when they reached out and wanted to, to work with me as far as um, a sponsorship and things like that. So here, here's the thing though, guys, it, we, all, we all know that supplements are not everything. The, the cool part is first form will tell you supplements are not everything. There's a, we just did a huge training with their, their staff that the, their staff came into my staff's group and did a big training. And they'll be the first ones to tell you that like, there is a whole food replacement for supplements because supplements are not the end all be all. They're not everything, but where you cannot get something with whole foods, like whether you're, what, let's say whether you need help with your gut health, whether you need more energy, whether you need something like protein, whether you need some uh, omega threes, like with fish oil, whatever the case is, there is a supplement option for you. But here's my thing. I just want you spending your money in the right places. I hate seeing people go spend their money elsewhere. That is not the most conducive, right? I hate to see people, especially in the world of supplements, go spend their money on things that, um, has a bunch of lawsuits against them that, uh, that has inaccurate labels that wasn't made in an actual building. They were made in some dude's basement, whatever the case is. I'm just not a fan of that. Just like way too many people are just going online to Amazon, buying the cheapest thing they can and thinking it's the same, but it's, that's not how it goes. So the thing is with first form is you can, like, I love being able to send all of our clients there, myself there, um, and know that 
everyone's getting the best quality possible and everything's tested and everything is, is legitimate and where it should be. And I just, that's what I would rather send people to than just say, yeah, just go get it off Amazon. So um, huge thank you to First Form for being a sponsor of the show. Now I do have below a free shipping link. So um, no code required. Just if you use the link below in the description, it will give you free priority shipping. But nonetheless, let's get into the nuts and bolts of today's episode. Now in today's episode, I interviewed my very new friend, Beth Farako. Here's what's funny. And you'll be able, well, we get into this a little bit on the, on the, the interview is Beth and I haven't really met up until now. Right. Um, so we have a ton of mutual friends. We've both been in the industry for a while. We've known of each other, but we haven't actually connected yet. Um, and I wanted to get her onto the show and really pick her brain and talk to her about some of the stuff that we got into, but and I also just wanted to connect with her as well. So I know you guys will enjoy the conversation. Um, she's a, a beaming bright light of just ha- high, happy energy. And it's just, she's an amazing person. Um, love being around her. You'll love her content. You'll love our conversation. Cause we got into a lot. Like I'll just like pull up in my notes. We got into a lot of like the deeper reasons behind a uh, struggle behind sabotage on why people doubt and have all these limiting beliefs and how to fix them. We got into a lot on that. We got into a lot of like the headspace and mindset stuff. We got into how to fix your relationship relationship with food. Um, we got into also even like she opened up about her story with how she used to be an alcoholic and really struggled with that. But now fast forward, she's sober. Um, and she's completely 180 her life and transit transformed her life completely went from being an alcoholic struggling, did not like the person she was hated who she was fast forward to now. She loves who she is. She's sober. She's built a very successful online coaching company, has a top rated podcast. It's great. So like you will get a lot out of her story. She's like the epitome of a story of overcoming. Um, What's really funny is I, I do mention it in the interview. I actually accidentally ghosted her though. Here's what's funny. And you guys know me. If you know me at all, I am not the person to ghost. And when it comes to timeliness of like being on time on my calendar, all that, it's like my love language. It's such a big deal. Well, I fucked up my calendar and uh, we were supposed to record last week. And what happened was um, I only put her first name on my calendar because I'm like, oh yeah, I just, I know who it is. It's just, we're podcast with Beth. Um, but there was another Beth that who's a client of ours. We were going to interview. And when I saw it on my calendar, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we were, that podcast was already today. And I thought it was the other Beth. So I fucked up and, I'm, and she, I hit her up and she's like, oh no, we're, we're not scheduled yet. And I'm like, oh, got it. So I just left Beth Farako hanging accidentally, but Beth is an amazing human, forgave me and, uh, and let us reschedule. So I know you're going to get a lot out of the episode. I'm going to be quiet now and get to the interview. I will talk to you in just a second. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised we've never met before. I know. So, so I feel like this is a long time coming. Like I've known of you for a long time. Um, and because we have so many mutual friends, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I feel like I know you actually, <laughs> but, but <laughs> like, like, like the fact that like Ryan Kasim is literally like my best friend and, and stuff. And uh, then we have all the other ones, but like, yeah. So yeah, I love it. But like I said, I really appreciate you doing this for those listening. Um, I had a, a, a big ADHD Jared moment the other day. Cause Beth and I were supposed to do this episode last week, but I had the great idea and didn't put her last name on my calendar. <laughs> and I thought it was a different Beth. So, cause so there's a, there's a podcast that uh, we're getting, we're trying to schedule with a client of ours, uh, who, whose name is Beth. And so I don't know why, but I just looked, I'm like, I didn't think I had that podcast today. And I just hit her up. I'm like, are we <laughs> podcasting at like, like 11 today? And she goes, no, but I can. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I just, 
And then, then you messaged me. I'm like, oh, dear God, I fucked that up so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, fucking Jared flaked on me. <laughs> no, not on purpose. Not on purpose. I messaged Ryan. I'm like, bro, Beth hates me. I swear. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. That's funny. But yeah, I'm surprised we haven't like actually like connected yet. Like it's, yeah. I know. But. Oh, well. Either way, we are no, now. No. So here we Better are. Better late than never. So now, <laughs> right. uh, in case anyone in my audience doesn't know who you are, give a little bit of a rundown on like you, your story, all of your stuff. That way, they kind of have some context. Oh, geez, where should I even begin? I don't even know. <laughs> um, <wait>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Beth Wilkes Farako. Funny enough, my that's my married name, right? But it's not legal. I'm just still using it. I have never changed it over. That's hilarious. Is yeah. How fucking lazy is that? So, um, my husband's like, uh, "It's we're gonna be married for ten years now," and he's like, "Are you gonna actually That's so funny. <laughs> legally change your name to Morocco?" I'm like, That's "But it's amazing. such a pain in my ass." I mean, I gotta it's, change. I mean, you have to change everything. Yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so legally, I'm not. It's not really Morocco, but I, it is not legally. So. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so um, I have an online uh, nutrition and strength coaching business, but um, it obviously it didn't start from there. Um, right. I kind of, so I'll go into like, it released my fitness and all that fun stuff started like seven years ago when I quit drinking. Um, I started working out with my friend Allison at like 530 in the morning. Um, I had, I went to AA. That's like what helped me. So there was an AA meeting at seven. I met her at like 530 in the morning every day. Then when I would go to my meeting, um, that went on for like probably a year and then she got a job somewhere else and, uh, we couldn't work out anymore. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Um, so a gym actually opened up down the street from my house. Oh. Um, so I start, I know I started taking classes there. So I was like, okay, cool. Classes are at 6am. Then I can go to my AA meeting after, um, this, at the same time, my son was about to go into preschool. I was a stay at home mom. And, um, my boss at the time, not my boss, actually, he wasn't my boss yet. My friend Hunter at the time, <laughs> who was going to be my boss, um, was looking for a front desk person. So, of course, I'm like, you know, I'll do it. And I ended up working there at the front desk. And then he's like, what do you think about coaching? I feel like you'd be a really good coach. You can start interning here. So I started interning there. Um, from there, I got certified nutrition. And that kind of the nutrition part came because I was uh, a client and I took classes and I noticed one thing all in common was we all were working really hard and no one was really losing weight. Like me and the other women, me, me included, like me at the same time, right. um, I was at the same weight for like a year. Like, what is going on? I'm, I don't understand. You know, and everyone else is like, yeah, we work really hard. You know, we should be losing weight. But um, then I started following Jordan and I joined the inner circle. Um, and so I kind of like, was like, oh fuck calorie deficit. I started tracking my <laughs> calories, right? I started wet measuring my food. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just eating way too much right. healthy food. Right. Sure. So I decided to get my nutrition cert first and then I got my personal trainer cert. Um, so ended up working, I was working there for about like five years. And then right before COVID happened, Jordan started the fitness business mentorship online, so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take that because I feel like I want something for myself. Um, my dad passed away suddenly when I was 18, four days before graduation from high school. And my mom was like left with like three kids with a house payment. We went bankrupt. She lost the house. Wow. And, you know, my husband at, you know, the time, like, you know, a couple of years ago was like the same age my dad, dad died when he um, 
passed away. Same age my dad passed away at. Um, and I'm like, I do not want something to happen to him and me be left with absolutely nothing. I need, you know, something to focus on. So that's, uh, I was like, I'm going to start my own online business, you know? And I was like, let's, you know, just like ease my way into it. Then 2020 happened and I didn't really ease my wind to it. I got <laughs> thrown into it. I was like, all right, gym is closed. What are you going to do? Guess yep. I'm fucking starting this. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, Jordan, they had a, uh, what was it? Like a, a 30 day challenge of like posting every day on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, TikTok. My stepdaughter's on TikTok. This is horrible. I don't even know about this app. Um, now so you blew I just, the fuck up on TikTok. Now I'm like fucking. <laughs> so that's what happened. I posted for 30 days. And in between those 30 days, I, I went viral. Um, I had my first video hit like 10,000 views and I was so excited. I was like, yes. Um, and I haven't stopped. That's amazing. I love it. That's that's that guys, those listen, if you have not followed, we'll have links below, but like, if you have not followed, uh, Beth on all the socials, especially TikTok though, you're in <laughs> for a, a treat. You are in for a real treat. I love, I'm telling you, that's why like when I message you, I'm like, you have the best energy ever. We have to do oh, this. Thanks. Cause like people say, I, uh, the people's tell me that they love my real talk. Like the, at re- like the real Jared Hamilton thing. I'm in no comparison. I feel like oh. to the real talk that, that, that you give, which is what I love. I feel like to be honest, I feel like there's so much political correctness and so much tiptoeing around the subject and so much like, like that kind of stuff where we can't just tell people what they fucking need without offending 18 different people. But the people who do resonate with what, what, you know, someone like you says, they're like, Oh, and then their life has changed forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's important, like uh, as a, as a creator, right. For me, like, of course I was always tiptoeing about trying to be who I am. I, I, I wasn't really me for a little bit. And I started listening to Gary B and stuff. He's like, just press record and just be yourself. Like, and to me, that's when it got fun. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, you know what? I can't, why can't I be myself? Yeah, I do swear. So what? Um, people are going to like me or they're not going to like me no matter what. So um, just starting to become yourself and then the passion coming out with that. I think that's what matters most. And that's what keeps me making videos is just being myself. Yeah, totally. I feel it's funny. I feel like all roads, like with, with like in our circle, I feel like all roads go back to Jordan. Like, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, cause, cause that's where I, like, I met everyone like Ryan and, and Jordan and Susan and everybody. Um, cause I did his, not his current business, business mentorship, but I did his one-on-one business mentorship. Like when he like, I think right when he like first came out with it, like five years ago, six years oh, ago. Wow. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. So yeah. Yeah. So he did like this small group of like a business mentorship. It was like a like semi-private, right? Where it wasn't like mm-hmm. him and I had one-on-one calls, but I, I was in like a little cohort in a Facebook group with like four other people. Like, like I think Matt McLeod was in that group a little bit, if you know him. Super OG. Um, yeah, like way back, like Carter Good and, and I got started okay. at like the same time, like like way back when. Um, And then uh, where the funny thing is most of us are all still connected, but yeah, I feel like all roads go back to Jordan's side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I have um a like six coaches on my team now That's and awesome. all of them I've met through Jordan. They're all in the other inner that. circle. So yeah, all roads do lead to Jordan. Thanks. That's Jordan. funny. Yeah. Right. Thanks bro. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but that's awesome. For real. I love it. Well, and you also, for those listening, you also have a top trending podcast. Do you not like your podcast yeah. is, is really f- like, no, I think you posted the other day, like number three. Right? It was, it's down to, I think number 18 right now. 13 oh my or 18. Gosh. I don't I know. In the God world forbid, of right? Apple iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it was at number, we were head to head with Mind Pump, which is really? fucking mind That's blowing. Incredible. For like two weeks, we're number two. I and I'm like, that. oh my God, can you imagine beating Mind Pump? That's, you know. That's huge. You never know. But 
Yeah, it was pretty huge. I love that. That's super cool. What's it, What's your podcast called? Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I met my co-host, Matt, on TikTok. Wow. Really? I didn't know that. We would get tagged in a lot of the same videos and people were like, you and Matt are exactly alike. You should, you know, collaborate. So we start collaborating, making kind of videos from afar together. I mean, you should see these things. They're, they're horrifying now. Like duets and in, uh, uh, <laughs> in stitches and stuff like that. In different states. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be like in my basement and then he would do it like side to side. But it was just like he would. See, I mean, it, the, the filming was horrible. You know, whatever, but um, it worked. <laughs> Uh, so it. we just became friends and then um i don't know it, we're like just do a podcast for fun and then we haven't stopped we've been we record every wednesday um at 1 p.m and we have not missed an episode that's fantastic i love that so much that's so cool i i, I love pod- podcasting is like my favorite thing in the world so i, I yeah think, it's I think fun you're gonna have to come on you're gonna I'd have to love come on to. Our yeah that'd sure. be amazing so with with and the reason i wanted you to come on here is because i think you're gonna have a, a really amazing perspective on some of the stuff that we talk about here so my podcast is called dieting from the inside out because my thing is i hate surface level bullshit where the, we're not getting to the root cause of this like like in, like uh, I just saw a post you, you made where we're talking about like belief systems and sabotage and where your headspace is at in the inner game as it applies to all of this stuff. And I feel like it's not the sexy stuff, right? It's like the foundation on a house is mortar covered in dirt, but we can't have a house without this amazing foundation. And that's the one of the biggest things that uh, we we talk about here. So for you, in your opinion, other than like, yeah, calorie deficit, protein, strength training, like we all get that when it comes to some of the deeper things, holding people back, where do you like when, in terms of like, when you guys coach people and from your perspective, some of the deeper reasons that holds people back, what, what do you see most of the time? Uh, I think people just don't believe in themselves. That's such a big one. They don't believe in their ability to actually achieve something because they've failed so many times. Um, and also, you know, the reason that they have failed because they've always been doing something unsustainable, really. Um, so the thought of like actually doing something and succeeding, you know, it's kind of like they like hold back. And then, you know, we do a lot of mindset work too, which is ugly. People don't like that. They're like, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't expect all this. Like, I just wanted my calories and my, my (laughs) fucking protein. And you're going to ask me questions like, uh, you know, uh, what was your biggest win this week? What is something you can improve on next week? And, you know, they're like, uh, just let me take my calories lower, please. Like, no, we can't, we can't do that. No. Yeah. No. So are you so, sure? Are you sure that's not too many <laughs> calories? Right. Well, I, I think, I think it's a combination of those two. I think we have so much doubt. I think, uh, between doubt and false expectations, like kill everything. I saw, um, it was, I was listening to a, uh, uh, I'm in a, a, another uh, mentorship group in uh, with Ed Milet and Ed Milet was talking about, um, he goes, if you had to give me one superpower to wreck the entire world, if I got a pick, you could have one thing, one superpower that could destroy the entire world. What would it be? He goes, Oh, I would put doubt in everyone's mind. Nothing else magical can happen. He goes, if I could, if I had to take over the entire world in a really cynical way, um, I would put doubt in every single person's mind. And then like every, it's over from there. So for you, like, how do we, how do we fix that? Like for those, for people listening, that's been, have nothing but a track record of failure, have nothing but like, they feel discouraged. They've never, they've been dieting for the past 30 years. Like where does, where does one start with, with fixing that self-doubt? Yeah. Good question. Right. I think it's just giving them something that they know that they can achieve. Right. Mm. And then like achieving that and feeling really great about doing that and then adding something else on. I think people like 
the power of habit stacking and doing focusing on one thing at a time because people, you know, they want to do everything at once. And if they don't do it all and complete it all, then oh my god, I fucking failed. Um, but you didn't I'm an fail. all or nothing person. Like. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. Yeah, no shit. You know? Yeah. So it's just you know, let's focus on one thing. Whether it be what is something you know without fail that you can actually do the whole entire week. I don't care if it's like drinking a glass of water before every meal. What is something you can do? Um, I think that's the number one focus is really creating that, building that self-efficacy. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's just like the concept of wind stacking is we need mo- some momentum, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, now I'm curious cause usually, cause, cause we, we preach the same thing, but right about now in the conversation, the, the, uh, the, the concern of wait, but I need, that's not enough to make progress happen. Like, do you ever, do you ever see that where, where you're like, Hey, we got to dial back. Uh, you you have all this 30 years of negative momentum and you have no wins. We've got to start getting these things that are so doable under your belt. So let's just start with just drinking water, just walking, just journaling, just eating some, some, something with protein. And when you eat just like whatever, and they're like, Oh, but I need to lose weight now. I need this to happen now. That's not going to be enough. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Wait, I signed up for coaching. And all you do is tell me to go walk. Like, how do you <laughs> right. normally, how, how would you handle people who are that situation? Uh, it's like, okay, well, what is, has this worked for you before? Mm, I love that. Like if it hasn't worked for you before, why are we going to continue doing it the same way? I was, uh, I was, I love that. So like, like if it's like quit fight, uh, what, what was the quote? Um, it was, uh, if you fight for your limitations, you can have them where it's, mm-hmm. it's that same kind of concept. I love that. Yep. I was at a, yeah. I was at a, I was at a conference. Is it like a big business conference with like nothing but a thousand like stupid high level entrepreneurs? But Jesse Itzler was one of the speakers and he's like this big ultra marathon runner and this big business titan. And he said something that changed my entire perspective on this. He, he said the magic to anything like this is he's like habit of the month. He literally told this group of like crazy high level people and athletes and all this stuff. He's like habit of the month guys. And he goes, and, and, but then right now is when everyone's like, oh, that's not enough. I need to do more. And he goes, who's added 12 habits to their last year? Raise your hand. Not a single hand went up. And he yeah. goes, okay, what about six new habits? Not a single hand went up. He's like three new habits, mm-hmm. three things that you've actually are a different person than last year. Like maybe one or two hands went up. But if we were to tell someone, hey, this month walking, next month water, next month protein, next month track your calories. Like it'd be too slow, but no one adds 12 habits at the end of their year. Right. It's like small steps, big results. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Do you see like, like in the world of like the self-doubt, is there other like mindset or inner work that you, you have your guys people do when it comes to like fixing some of this really deep stuff? Like if they have like anything from like childhood, when mom put them on Weight Watchers when they were like nine or anything like that? Hmm. I'm trying, a lot of people have struggle hard with the scale. The scale is huge. I mean, um, I think a lot of, I know a lot of some like kids went to Weight Watchers meetings Yeah, where their mom like had to weigh in and they had to put like the coin in the jar or some crazy shit like that. Um, a lot, you know, I think also, and fear foods is another one. So I think there's a phrase for it. It's like, um, oh gosh, what is it? It's like a brain, I have a fucking brain fart. 49 year old brain fart here. Um, uh, um, where exposure therapy, right? It's yes, like, okay, what is that, that one fear food that you have? Let's have that every day. Every day, I want you to fucking eat that and I want you to track that every day. 
Um, I think, you know, overcoming that was like, if you're tracking it and you're fitting in with your calories, realizing, okay, that is really not the problem. Um, so having them face it that way, sometimes with the scale, you know, people actually really do need to not weigh for a while. Just either I'm like, either you're going to weigh every day or you're not going to weigh at all. Like there's not like weighing in here and then you're going to fucking weigh it next week. It's like, that doesn't, that's not how it works because <laughs> yep. you may weigh in on a day your weight spikes and then yep. you're going to freak out. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, uh, some in our community and stuff, that's, that's my philosophy is every day or not at all. And people are like, but why? Cause it's either like that. It's either, it's either, uh, it's either. Like, like they'll, they'll weigh once a week and get no data, no context once a month or my favorite once every, I feel fat today. And so yeah. I just want to check where it's like, of course, the day you feel bloated, you slept the worst, you're stressed the most, and then you just want to check and you hop on the scale and then no wonder you're, 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 you're eight pounds up. And then we put meanings and attachments to that. Yeah. And it literally will ruin their entire day or they'll self-sabotage and eat the whole house down because they think they ruined everything by just the number and the scale. That's like, I think uh, one thing I really want people to get over the, that fucking scale. It's just, it really is. It's an inanimate object. It's a piece of data. And without all the other data collecting, you're just, you know, you don't, you got photos, you have measurements. Um, you have to look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Context is everything. How, do, how, why do you think that is though? Do you think it's just like a, a childhood thing? Like, you know, ever like everyone grew up with like, uh, every woman should weigh 120 pounds. Or is it like I every my thing or I'll see a lot. Um, well, I want to weigh what I weighed in high school when I had an eating disorder. Like, f- like, let's say 55 year old, let's say a 55 year old woman wants to weigh what she weighed in eighth grade, like ninth grade. And it's like, that's that's that that's not even like physiologically possible. Like that, that would be like me wanting to weigh what I weighed when I thought I was a bodybuilder. Like, right. I don't right. weigh one in the 170s. <laughs> that doesn't happen. My neck is like this long when I'm oh <laughs> like, God. like, it's stupid. I weigh like, I'm a solid like 220, right? 220, 225 right Can now. Can you imagine like being that? I mean, that would be like, I was fucking like 110 pounds or something. I, I would look like I was dying right yeah. now if I was that. Um, yeah. I think it, you know, it stems from people just uneducated about the science behind the scale. I don't think people really teach people the science behind the scale back in the day that everything was like lose weight fast. You know, no one's focusing on protein. Everyone's fucking starving themselves. So everyone's seeing that scale go down. Meanwhile, they're like losing muscle. They're losing a bunch of water. And I think just now in recent years, people are more talking about the science behind it. And people are just now catching up from that, you know, the seventies, the eighties, when I, when I grew up and my mom was like weighing in every day and doing crazy shit. So I think, you know, it'll turn a corner at some point, but it's the women in their 40s, 50s and 60s are still in that mindset because that's the era that they grew up in. I I think people don't realize that like a lot of the old diet culture bullshit is literally from like the 60s. Like, yeah, like the the aren't like the aren't like the Arnold classic era of like all of that. And everyone's we got modern day moms listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 60s and 70s, where it's like, yeah, you get carbs are bad to eat, work out hours every single day. Otherwise, you won't get where you want to be. And it's like, I feel like that's the 2022 version of the earth is flat. Like, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, Cause like, cause even with the scale stuff, like I, it still blows me away. I'll still pe- see people that th- they're convinced flux- every fluctuation is body fat though. Right. right. I think you're right. There's a complete misunderstanding about all of it. Like if you weighed your hamster every day on a little food <laughs> scale, it would do this, right? Because, oh, yeah. he drank a lot of water. Let's put him on the food scale. Oh, he right. has, oh, I forgot to feed him. Oh, yep. He weighs less. But I think everyone thinks that 
every fluctuation is body fat. And then that there's that identity tie. Do you see that a lot where there's some like identity issues around this where they're like their identity is caught up in like, no, this is who I am. I've been this struggle forever. And then they, they lose some weight, but their identity is still way stuck in the past. Do you see stuff like that a lot? Um, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are, they are stuck in the past and who they were before and can't get, I want to be what I was before, but that was probably like not realistic then. Mm -hmm. So they're stuck in that. I was perfect then, but they were doing something really bad to get to that way. But that's when I felt the best. But really, did you feel the best? Like, what were you doing? Like, were you fucking starving yourself? That felt, that felt good. No, absolutely. I think it's interesting. Something that, that I think that, that you're, you're bringing up that we're not saying is that that that's a really big point to mention is that you are not listening to ourselves in a good way, right? You're like questioning your thoughts, right? Cause I think too many people like believe everything they think, well, I felt best when I was in. It's like, but, but did you though? No, I, that, that that's what I want. I want to be there. Like, do you though? Like, was that actually sustainable? Was that actually doable? Um, cause I think that's, that's one of the biggest reasons I think people sabotage is we just believe everything that we think, you know, just cause we feel it. We instantly think it's true, you know? And then, you know, they're so focused on their thoughts. I'm a true believer of like your thoughts ultimately dictate your actions. So we need to change the way you think and the way you talk to yourself. That is a big one. Like I can't, um, uh, you know, can't, can't, can't. No, I can't, you know, eat that much. That's I'm I'm addicted to sugar. No, you're not fucking addicted to sugar. You just have a horrible (laughs) relationship with food. It's not, you know what I mean? Like that one drives me kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, only because I, I am from in recovery from, you know, alcohol when people compare like sugar, a fucking donut to drinking, I'm just like, you know what, really that there is really, no one is getting in their car and fucking killing someone on the side of the road to go, uh, because they had a, you know, 12 donuts. Yeah. You know, um, it's, and you know, it's not in the category of an actual addiction, you know, it's kind of like, but you know, you can't be physiologically addicted to something that we need to survive. That's such a good point. That's such a good point. You know? So it's like, we need food. We also need sugar. Um, and you know, like an apple is the same as a fucking donut sugar wise, but the apple has fiber. So your body's going to process that different. I think people like think like sugar, sugar, all sugar is bad. Um, or the apple is different than the donut, but sugar, you know, your body can't decipher the difference. Um, but the donut is very highly palatable because it has fats and carbohydrates, mm-hmm. you know, no one's going to OD on the, the fucking apple. Yeah, I agree. My, my, fi- my favorite with, with that conversation, cause I agree with you a thousand percent is when someone's like, no, I'm addicted to sugar. And like, well, what, what foods are we talking about? Are you doing lines of table sugar off of your <laughs> counter? Yeah. Are we just eating honey by the gallons, agave by the gallons? Mm-hmm. Are you just eating fruit like a fucking madman? And they're like, uh, well, no. And I go, so what foods are you quote unquote addicted to? Well, donuts and cake. I'm like, well, they're equal parts fat with some protein. So does that mean by your logic, by that logic to whoever it is, you would be addicted to fat, not just sugar. If you're addicted to sugar, you would be like buying brown sugar, table sugar by like the, like the, the, the pallets and just eating it like cereal. But no one selling your child for right. No, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like I, I'm. I know some, some big boy drug addicts and they do some really stupid shit to get their fix. Like we're talking about, take their children to drug deals and Mm -hmm. in their life for, and you're not doing that because you want a fucking extra cookie. You know what I mean? I I, I hate when people make that comparison. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you don't mind me asking when it came to the, like coming, going from um, getting like 
uh, sober off alcohol. Did you find it was uh, hard to not fill that uh, void with something else like pouring into like weight loss or pouring into like, like instead of like, I like, for example, I know some people who, um, who got sober and their big struggle was getting, going from getting sober. They would, instead of using alcohol as a suppressive mechanism, they would do that with work. Then they would do that with food. Then they would do that with their kids. Then they would like, it was obviously better than alcohol, but we're still like trading it for something else. Was there, do you see a lot of people do that or did you have any struggle with that? Yeah, I, I, I think I threw myself into running. Hmm. Um, because running was really hard and I felt like that was almost as hard as quitting drinking. So I just kept really? doing it. Yeah. Um, because running sucks. Let's, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean <laughs> but I just kept doing it because it, it was like, it was like breaking me down and it felt like, uh, I don't know, I was like conquering something huge in the middle. So I, I would run all the time to the point where, you know, I was doing five K's, 10 K's, half marathons, but it wasn't in a healthy way. I got shin splints. I got plantar fasciitis. Um, but you know, that's, that is what got me through the first year pretty much. Um, I don't really run that much anymore. I do sometimes now, but, um, I think it got, it, did its job. Um, and now I've learned from that and, uh, yeah, that I did for sure. So I think fitness, but mostly I running was, was my, uh, addiction. Got it. I love that. I'm curious. So for you, was there any, when going from that, was there like things that you did like to help heal through that to where you're in it? Cause you're not doing that now. Right. So was there Mm-mm. things that you, cause we see this a lot, like with our community and things like this. And I think a lot of people list that listen to the podcast can really resonate with that where it's like, Oh, I was doing this not so great coping mechanism. And I basically just traded it for something else, but I, it's better, but I know I need to get to the point where I, I'm, I'm not, you know, using that as a unhealthy coping in general, was there anything that you did that helped you go from taking running as that coping mechanism to things in a much better place? Like right now? Um, I think coaching for me and helping people is what really, um, it helping people is really, uh, what keeps me sober, I think. And Mm. the more I help people, the more just stable I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Helping people. And that's so uh, transitioning into coaching and really like building my own business and finally doing something for me because I was always someone that said they wanted to do something but never completed it because of my um, of my alcohol. I was like the talker, not the doer. So now I'm actually I talk and then I actually do. I'm sure that totally changed like like your entire identity, the way that you perceive yourself. Because now, like we, I think we all have this internal bullshit meter where when we mm-hmm. have a track record of saying, I'm going to do it and then don't like, we then get to the point where we're, we stop saying and things like that. Then we kind of like live in like mediocrity almost. But then when you have this track record of, no, I'm a doer. I do the things that I say I do. I show up for myself. I think that changes our complete chemical makeup inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hated the person that I was. I hated that. I I didn't want to be the person that was the talker and not the doer. In my mind, I knew I wasn't that person. Got it. Was there like a a moment where you're like, this is a line in the sand or was it like a slow kind of evolution, if you will? I think just uh, when I wanted to quit drinking, I was just so fucking miserable. Mm. Like I, I had tried to quit drinking for a, a couple of years. I was like that. I think my eating disorder type kind of coincided with my alcoholism. Like I would try to quit drinking, but then do the whole 30 because the whole 30 was keeping me from not drinking. Or I would do like a 14 day fast. And then I knew I was doing that because then I wouldn't be able to drink. So it was like always like back and forth. Um, so just making the decision to actually 
be like, oh, okay, I have a fucking problem. And if I don't quit this, I'm never going to become who I want to be. And I didn't even know who that was really at that, at that point. I just knew that I was destined to do something greater. I just didn't know what it was. Um, so I was like, okay, I have to do this. And it just kind of morphed from there. And that's what I, from the video I made today about, you know, people just always asking, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. It's like, you just have to just do one thing, get rid of something, even if it's like one toxic thing in your life. Um, because that's a stepping stone where you don't have to know where it's going to go. You just have to take that first step, like walking into the gym, you're scared, just go in there. You don't have to know what you're doing. Um, it's, it's okay not to know, but at some point in your life, you will start to know, but you can't not know. You can't know until you do. Right. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's, I think a, a lot of times we're a little too attached to the outcomes and we think we have to have it figured out. Um, and they're almost, it's, it's actually one of the reasons I have, um, I, my two newest tattoos is I have, um, on each wrist, I have, um, ambition and equanimity, which I think is the magic, Love it. which the magic, uh, the magic dichotomy, because I think mm -hmm. too often we're a little too, it, it feels weird to say this, but uh, this is something I'm working on personally, that I think we're a little too ambitious, a little too chasing, a little too outcome driven, a little too, um, I have to get the thing and we're not enough equanimitous where we're almost like releasing the outcome and m more mentally calm and a little more neutral around like, Hey, I'll let it happen when it's supposed to happen. I'm just going to, to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it may not look like what you expect it to look like in your mind, right? Right. Maybe come just trusting the process and just doing the work mm -hmm. is the most important. But how like, th that's the thing is I feel like that's, I agree a thousand percent. And I feel like people hear that and they're like, oh, that's what I've been hearing the whole t forever. Like, oh, enjoy the, trust the process, just do the work. But I feel like people are so resistant to that. Why do, why do you think that is? Probably because, you know, there, there's going to be roadblocks. And what are the, what do you do when you hit a roadblock? Do you quit? Or you just keep fucking going, you Most know, there's been, yeah, there's been many roadblocks. I mean, when I was interning at the gym, for example, there was two coaches at work there, um, two girls, um, and they did not want to see me succeed. In fact, it, it could have, you're always one decision away from a different life, right? So I was getting beat. They would come to my classes and they were like, turn up the music. You're not, you're not giving these right cues for this exercise in front of, in front of clients, um, and at the end of the class, I would cry and I would tell my boss at the time, he was actually now the, uh, the COO of my business, which is a whole other story. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. And I would cry, be like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this anymore. I, I don't think I'm really cut out for this uh, to be here. And, you know, and then I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to fucking crush it. And I'm going to show these bitches. <laughs> Meanwhile, they, you know, they got fired. So I decided to keep going. Um, I actually got my personal training certification because of them. And I regret it now because it was like, kind of like, well, I'm going to fucking show them. Cause they're like, well, she'll never be a personal trainer. Um, just because I didn't have the cert. But meanwhile, you know, I was interning, they're supposed to be helping me. They weren't helping me. They were doing everything to make my life miserable. Um, but I just kept going and here I am. And actually one of them, interestingly enough, like a year or two ago, DM'd me on Instagram was like, uh, do you think, uh, you can coach me? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm busy right now. I'm booked. <laughs> um, wow. so yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I had a, a it wasn't quite in that, that kind of container, but I had a situation kind of like that, where when I first stepped out to being fully self-employed, I quit my, cause whenever I, whenever I went to pursue my, my, my coaching dream, if you will, it started as being a solopreneur of uh, in-person training, right? Like mm -hmm. I didn't have, this was before online, but I quit like my normal, 
like job, job, uh, by job, job, I was a pizza delivery driver. And uh, so I was, so I was working at like a Papa John's and I was getting ready to leave. It was my, I put my two weeks in, it was my final, final, whatever I built, like my personal training up to where I'm like, okay, I think I can leave now and just be solo doing this. And it was my last night and everyone was like, high five and it hugs. I'm so proud of you. You're going to crush it. I'm like, cool. Except for Andy. Andy was a career pizza delivery driver. He was in his forties and delivering pizza. And he goes, you'll be back. And I go, nah, Andy, okay, mind you, I'm not confident at all. I'm like about right. to start this and like go all in. And he goes, you'll be back. And I go, you know, Andy, I don't think I will be as my hand is like on the push bar of the door. Like I'm walking out yeah. and he goes, Oh man. Yeah. And he goes, you'll, you'll be back. And I go, go, and he was way more certain than I was. And I go, you know, Andy, I, I don't think so. And he goes with all the certainty in the world, he goes, Oh no, they all come back and walks away. And I'm like, Ah, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, like, yeah. no motherfucker, I am yeah. not coming back. So in the same kind of note, I put a chip on my shoulder for the next five years and grinded yeah. my face off. And then I would always take a little bit of gratification on like Friday nights, like, like my family wanted to get pizza. I'm like, oh, let me go pick it up. And I would go in there and get pizza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right? he's like, and he's like, and I'm like, what's up, Andy? What's up, Jared? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that they will, there will be people out there that want to see you fail. Yeah, totally. You know what? You just have to just put the fucking blinders on and just keep doing your thing. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, I'm so glad that you're so open and talk about this stuff. Like, with your journey and your struggles, especially like some of the alcoholism stuff. I think it's, I think it's easy for someone to look at someone and like, like, like your shoes and be like, oh, she has it all figured out. Her life is perfect. She has a mm -hmm. successful business. She's happy every day on social media. And it's like, I think it's easy for people to get like, think like, like people like you and I aren't real with our own struggles, with our own stuff. And I think it's so important that you, I think it's so cool that you talk about that because I know a lot of people hide that kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of people do. Uh, you know, if it wasn't as easy in the beginning to talk about it because it's, it's such a, sh there's so much shame surrounding it. Like, oh, you're, you know, there shouldn't be. It's like, I should be asking you, why do you drink instead of, you know, why, why you're asking me like, why don't right. you drink? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's also like stepping into an AA meeting. I don't think people realize that the shame that came with that, like, fuck, it took me so long to be, to be like admitting that I have a problem. Um, if, you know, so many more people knew that it was okay to admit that you have a problem, but they keep being an alcoholic and don't get help because it's so shamed. And I feel like just talking about it and um, this, releasing the stigma around it is so important. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I, um, I felt that whenever I started going to therapy, um, uh, I felt the same thing. I started going to therapy like two years ago and I knew as soon as, as soon as I taught, uh, as soon, and I, I, I honestly, I credit Ryan a lot for this, Ryan and Rico. Um, cause they were always both, both like Ryan's been in therapy for a long time and he was like, we always talk about it and I'm like, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. And I had the stigma, like people who go to therapy are just suicidal lunatics, right? Like that was mm -hmm. the, the stigma, especially men that go to therapy. Um, right. And so I'm like, you know what? I just want to check. We're just going to do a mental health checkup. And that's what I needed to tell myself. And I've been going ever since. And I'm, and I felt a lot of stigma. Like I, as soon as I started posting about it on social, I would still get those messages like, what's wrong with you? Don't do it, Jared. Don't do it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to fucking off myself. Like right. I just took a mental health checkup and I found out there's stuff I want to work on. Like that, that's it. But, but I, but it is hard. Like that, like with, I think a lot of these more taboo subjects, it makes it a little bit more difficult for sure. Um, but I think it's really important. Do you get a lot of, uh, a lot of people like messaging you like that? Like, Oh my gosh, 
I resonate with this a lot or, hey, I've struggled with that. Do you get a lot of those? A lot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that come for coaching are either struggling or have been uh, are recovering. Mm, that's huge. On that note, I know we weren't really talking about it specifically for people who like, let's say aren't that, that do struggle with, let's say alcohol, who aren't necessarily like in a place where they're ready to like go to AA and get everything taken care of. For those that are like, let's say, let's say if they're trying to like do get things under wraps or like say it's not super bad, but like I'm seeing a trend here. I'm noticing I really need a glass of wine every night before I go to bed. I'm noticing I, I feel like I have to have this to cope. Do you have anything that that you would suggest for people to at least start with to get things under wraps that aren't quite ready for that that big step? Yeah, I always say, you know, start with a 30 day challenge. A 30 day. So there is no like, don't put a time or what I say, like, uh, this is not a for everything. Because when people are like, I quit alcohol forever, it's such a final like decision. And it seems so daunting. Like, no, I can't do this forever. Okay, well, how about 30 days? If not 30 days, what about two weeks? Mm -hmm. So you know, do it in little baby steps and notice how you feel like during that time, like, do you feel, are you sleeping better? Kind of like, you know, with weight loss, right? What are the the biofeedback markers that you're getting from this? Um, and just start starting there. Um, there's also a lot of online support now, just um, joining like, you know, sober groups or follow, start following people on social media that are um, sober, I think is important. There's books. Um, what is the book? It's called, it's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. That's a good one. This, na the, this Naked Mind. Um, so, you know, getting some books, reading, 30-day challenge, just starting there and start maybe talking about it more and being more open and with your, you know, people that are close to you. Asking for support. Yeah, that's huge. That, that That's such a big deal. I think um, I just recently finished uh, Ed Milet's newest book called The Power One More. And that's where, like, you want to talk about going into bite-sized chunks because he talked about that with his dad was a, 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 like a 35-year alcoholic. And mm -hmm. the day that he quit was, it was, he just said, just one more day. And that's where the whole concept of one more came from is yeah. uh, like, you know, like no, he couldn't even do two weeks. He's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to quit drinking forever. And that was the thing is when I guess Ed was little, he said, dad, are you going to stop drinking forever? And he goes, I don't know about forever, but I'm not going to drink for one more day. And then that one more day never ended. And he's just like, all right, one more day. I'm not going to drink for the next 24 hours. And that turned into 35 years on the other side or something crazy like that. So, yeah, that got me through my first year. I would tell I, someone told me that exact same thing. Just tell yourself you're not drinking today because you can always drink tomorrow. Kind of like with, you know, not having that eighth slice of pizza. You can always have more tomorrow. I just never have had that other one tomorrow. Yeah. Just, you know, so, that. yeah, it, it really helps. We'll use that in coaching. Like when someone's like ready, like they're going through a rough time and they're like wanting to throw in the towel. It's like, you can quit tomorrow. You're not allowed to quit today. You, you just, just don't quit for one more day. And then they're like, oh, I'm ready to quit. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you can quit tomorrow. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. oh, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <but. laughs> yeah. And it sounds horrible. Like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll quit tomorrow. You're like, no. Beth, this has been so fucking good. I really, really appreciate you coming on in yeah, this conversation and everything. Fun. What um is there any other things that you're working on right now? Projects like anything like inside coaching, like you writing a book, anything with the podcast? Is there anything specific you're like you're 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 working on and excited about? I am actually, well, um working on a partnership with uh Hunter who um is okay. So Hunter, he was the owner of the gym that I coached at, who actually was asked me to start interning with him. He owns um, a gym called Hybrid Fitness for eight years out here. And he is like transitioning into becoming like the CEO of my business. So he's going to be taking on like sales, which he already kind of does now, but more of like a, a role of like, you know, managing coaches and all, you know, basically all the back end stuff, the tech, everything. 
Um, and I'm just going to be doing, you know, advertising, podcasting, um, I love all, that. That, all that fun, the fun, the stuff that I'm really good at. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at tech. I think it's important to, if you're owning a business, hand stuff off to people that know better than you <laughs> in that mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do all be eight different heads and expect to do everything, you know, correctly. So that's a big, big move for me. So we're going into like meetings on Friday and discussing how that's going to transition. So, um, we're also going to a, um, conference in Arizona, um, who's going to be speaking Lane Norton, um, Bedro something skull. Cool, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? Yes. Yeah, yes, Bedros, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're doing that. That's so cool. Um, but nothing huge. I just hired another coach. So that's exciting. Love that. That's so exciting. I love that. That's it so is. cool. It's super exciting. Do you ever think you'd be like, especially in the time frame, like pre COVID to like this, you like, you know, CEO of your, your company, have this huge team, all the success, everything like that. No, I mean, weird. I don't want to say no. I, I do. You, it sounds weird to say, but like I said before, I like, I've always known I've was going to do something good. I've always known I, I I'm here to like lead and teach people just not knowing what it would look like. And here it is kind of morphing into reality. And I love it. It's, it's That's fucking huge. exciting. I love that so much. That's so fucking it's so, cool. It's cool as hell to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And build, building the machine that like keeps it going. Cause like, that's yeah. the cool part. That's what we're, we're, whenever I like my business to really started to scale where it was like, I would get excited about like me coaching someone, but now when like running a coaching team and like just the impact is at scale where it's like, Oh, I can only help, let's say so many people, but now all of my coaches have that, that roster and we're helping, you know, more people. It's huge. So transitioning from coach to boss. Yeah. It's hard. Is different. Yeah. It is very hard. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking boss bitch now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's just so bizarre. You know, it's bizarre. I don't know. I, I, I'm learning, but like leading a team, that's fucking crazy. Like, who am I? I was telling my wife the other day, uh, she asked if I'm doing okay. And I just said, my leadership muscles are tired today. And that was the, that was the way I viewed it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but yeah, that's so cool. Well, Beth, this has been awesome. Tell people where they can find you at. Plug all your stuff. If people are like, "Wow, I like this boss hatch bitch," let's. I want to. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to find out more about her stuff. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Beth Rocco Fitness on TikTok, Beth Rocco Fitness on Instagram, um, BethRoccoFitness.com for coaching and Cut the Crap Pod with Beth and Cut the Crap Pod with Beth and Matt on Apple, iTunes, Google, Amazon. Yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me in a nutshell. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Beth. Thank you for giving me a second chance. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So I appreciate it. This has been good. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. See ya. And we're back. Thank you so much for for listening to the entire episode today. Um, I know if you stuck around this far, you got a lot out of the episode with Beth. Um, so definitely go check out her her stuff. Go check out her podcast, her website, her her socials. Connect with her. Reach out. And say hey, what's up? I heard you on Jared's podcast. Um, it was great. That kind of thing. Be sure. Um, and do all that, show her some love. I know she came on here, got really open and really gave you guys a lot of value. So be sure and do that. Now, before you go, I definitely have some stuff for you. Um, so if you are newer to my content and are, you know, if you're newer to the content and you're, you're not quite sure where to get started with all this stuff, I have a lot for you in the description. Number one is I have my entire uh, fat loss course called the fat loss checklist 
totally for free. If you're like coming into this, especially the stuff we were talking about, like with Beth, where you're like, uh, like a lot of the old school diet culture stuff, not sure where to get started, feeling overwhelmed, not sure what that one step at a time is for you. I have a free course that will change your life when I have had thousands of people go through this and it's been a game changer. So, um, definitely want to go through that. It's called the fat loss, fat loss checklist. Go to hit hit the description. Um, the other thing I have for you, whether you are new to this or you've been around for a while, but if you're not part of my, my community called fat loss simplified, it is a big deal. Everyone needs a home base, right? You have to have a community and a support system. And I want you to have that, whether you're a client of ours or not. So if you go down to the description and hit on that link, you can add yourself. I'll make sure you get accepted. This way you're getting the help you need, getting loved on, excuse me, getting the support that you need and getting around a group of people who get it, who are moving forward because that's so much of the power um, of the transformation is getting around the right community that's gonna help pull you up. Okay, totally free to join. Go hit the link down there to join join that because if you like this kind of content, you will love the kind of content in the community that I've built inside Fat Loss Simplified. And then uh, my smaller socials are down there. So if you're not following me on Instagram, TikTok, that kind of thing. Um, the other thing down there as well is a special coaching link because here, here's the deal. When it comes to the podcast, like you, you guys are my kind of people. If you're willing to listen to a 45 minute talk of me going at it with either by myself or with somebody like this, you're my kind of people. And I really like to reward that. So if you're sitting there trying to get help and you're like, I, I need that extra step of guidance and accountability and support, you should absolutely apply for one-on-one coaching below. Here's the cool part. Because you're coming from the podcast, I'm going to give you like $4,000 worth of stuff just completely for free, just because you're coming from the podcast. So you're going to get that for free, assuming you get accepted, but you have, you do have to apply for coaching. When it comes to coaching, we don't just accept anyone with a credit card. So you can schedule your call with my team down below, and then they'll we'll go over everything. We'll make sure that it's the right fit. Um, we'll double check all that stuff. And assuming it is, then we will go over the program with you, make sure you understand everything, and then answer all your questions. But like I said, because you're coming from the podcast, you'll get like four grand worth in free stuff. Um, and it's going to be great. Now, the cool thing is we also just got a new uh, partner where we can now make so many things work on the financial side. I know times are tough. I know like everyone's worried about like holidays, recession, like just crazy times. So we just found a way to make um, our coaching as low as like 120 bucks a month, which is crazy. I am so excited to be able to help more people in more walks of life get the help that they need. So if that's you and you're like, okay, I think I'd like to to, to potentially see about that, hit that link below um, and schedule your call with my team. Otherwise, I appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you so much for being here. If you have not subscribed to the podcast on whatever you're listening to, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, um, YouTube, the whole nine yards, be sure and do that and be sure and give us a review. Otherwise, I love you and I will talk to you next time.